0: Welcome to Getting Real Estate with Josh and Casey.
1: Josh Hart from Directors Mortgage.
0: And I'm Casey Spohr with John L. Scott.
1: Alrighty. Hello!
0: Welcome back, everybody. Yes,
1: thanks for joining us today.
0: Today, we are going to do a Q&A episode. Yeah, so we posted on Instagram and asked you guys to ask us what you want to know about real estate or lending or us. And um, yeah, so we have a few people who submitted some questions, so we're just going to answer those today.
1: Yeah, they did not disappoint. They did and, disappoint. and hopefully it'll cover the range of sort of all three of those things. We'll talk about the business, a little bit about ourselves. It'll be It'll be good.
0: Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, So let's just jump right into it. Josh, I'm going to let you kind of start with the first question and we can kind of both just go back and forth. Yeah, Yeah. that sounds great.
1: (laughs) Perfect. So what are some tips for first-time homeowners slash broke young people? So that is actually a fantastic question. From the lending side, I would say um, it's no surprise that right now is an extremely difficult time to purchase a home. It doesn't mean that it's impossible it just, we all know that homes are expensive, interest rates are high. Those are two things you can't really control. Um, what I usually tell people is to really focus on what you can control. I know we talked a little before about like the three C's of mortgage lending, your credit, your cash flow, and your capital. I would say the first step is just a conversation.
0: Yeah.
1: I would say more often than not, A lot of times people are more ready than they feel like they are
0: absolutely and my job
1: is to really kind of guide and set up a roadmap for that success so usually when we're looking at those things then we can dial in if you have to work on your credit score what money you have coming in versus Mm -hmm. what you have going out maybe take pay off some debts or saving up some money to open up the program options for you there are some zero percent down options but if you have down payment saved it could get you more easily into a home so Honestly, the best step is a conversation to know and have a better understanding and idea of what the first steps even look like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then from a real estate side, obviously the first thing I'm ever going to tell somebody when they... Are wanting to purchase a home is have you spoken with a lender um yes. <laughs> so i'm gonna hook you up with josh good lender there and t- so he can get you your finances in order um and then kind of thinking outside of the box because it is really difficult for single people who have only one income to purchase a even home two incomes oh my gosh Holy even cow. two incomes <laughs> is very difficult um but you know there are ways that you can kind of think outside the box. And if you have a sibling or a friend or a relative or somebody that can maybe purchase a home with you, maybe you would be roommates anyways. And obviously you would need to like decide what type of person that you would want to make such a (laughs) giant financial purchase with. But I have a friend of mine who is um, very young. She's like a niece to me and she's in a position where she has Excellent credit. She has her first, you know, grown up job that she's making a good Mm -hmm. income. She still lives at home with her parents, which I think is amazing. If you can live at home with your parents, live at home with your parents as long as you can, save your money for your down payment. And then she has a sister that she's incredibly close with. And I said, you guys are going to buy a duplex. (laughs) That's what you're going to do. You're going to buy a duplex and you're both going to live in one side of it. And then you're going to rent out the other side. And if you decide that you want to move on, but your sister wants to stay or vice versa, then you're going to cash out refi when rates are right. You're going to take that chunk of change. You're both going to collect rents. One of you are going to pay the mortgage on the other side and get creative like that. Or if you have somebody that you're incredibly close with and you could make that purchase with, buy a house. If you can't find a duplex, if you were going to live in a three-bedroom, two-bath house together anyway, make that purchase and then let that be your stepping stone for a couple of years. And then, you know, cash out refi, use that as an investment property, and then take your guys's cash that you were able to pull out for a refi and go buy your own second homes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I think... Creativity is extremely important and almost along those lines, and you can probably attest to this more than I can for the real estate side, of just managing expectation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The big thing, you know, about people who are younger is they see a lot of their friends that maybe gone in houses a couple of years ago when they were half the cost and a third of the rate. Mm -hmm. And even though that might not be you currently, that doesn't mean that the path is impossible. But... That's often a big conversation I have with folks is just managing what your expectations, what a starter home looks like now, what your monthly mm-hmm. payment is going to be, how you can operate within your living expenses and still be a homeowner is different than it was a couple years ago. But like I said, it doesn't mean it's impossible.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, Josh and I have had two clients this year. One, we're getting ready to close on officially today. Yes. Um, which is great. Um, but one of them is a good friend of mine and she's a single gal and she could not qualify for you know, what she could qualify for would not get her a stick built home, would not get her on its own property. And so just
1: limited search a little bit.
0: Yeah. And so both of these gals that we are getting in homes together this year that are single gals with one income is manufactured homes in really nice parks. And that, you know, that's not necessarily, doesn't mean that that's like the easiest route to go or, you know, it's, Sometimes it's not always like the cheapest route to go, but sometimes you can actually find a home
1: within in your the price, r- range. price range yeah. that's
0: actually financeable because mm-hmm. sometimes if you have like a two hundred thousand two hundred and fifty thousand dollar budget finding a home that's actually financeable at this in event, Oregon is difficult. In Oregon, yeah it's it's difficult and so they're like you know what I would rather own than rent and yep. even though I'm still having to pay space rent I'm own my home and I'm going to be able to sell this you know in a couple of years when I'm ready to take my next step so that's also kind of a out of the box option and like there's nothing wrong with living in a manufactured home in a park as long as it's safe and you feel comfortable there and it's a great first step
1: yeah absolutely and for some people it's maybe their last step maybe they want to get into a 55 plus community and they want to move back into where they're around people and stuff that's Managing your expectations, having creativity, and, and all of those things go around building yourself the right team. Having people mm-hmm. in your corner that can help advise you. So that's usually surrounding yourself with like experts and people that know better. That probably is like the very first step.
0: Yeah. But yeah.
1: that's what we're here those,
0: for. Those are our tips <laughs> for the single... <laughs> I don't want to say that you're broke, but single, broke young people. Yeah,
1: I mean, <laughs> I mean we've no, all been yeah. we've all
0: been young and broke. And broke <laughs> and is single. like so relative
1: now, just it in is. terms of just I
0: think,
1: trying to afford life is I so think we're hard.
0: All broke at yeah, this point. exactly.
1: <laughs> um, so the next question is a fun one. Tell us a funny learning moment from your first year real estating and/or in the business.
0: Yeah, um, well, we kind of touched on this in our last episode. Um, definitely. I think my biggest learning thing was the timing of everything, of just, like, the timing of how closings work. And, you know, I had shared last time that I drove to Chiloquin, which from Eugene, Oregon to Chiloquin, Oregon is three and a half hours. So that is a seven-hour round-trip drive. And just understanding (laughs) that, like, you have to... um, Oh, and then I do actually have another one. Um, You have to sign and then fund and record, and it's not done until you've gotten the thumbs up of like, okay, we're officially recorded, and then you get your keys. That is something I will never forget, and I will make sure all of my clients know because you drive seven hours and sit in a house with very, very angry people for, like, another, like, three, four hours.
1: That's a learning lesson.
0: It is a learning lesson for <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Funny now,
1: not so funny then. No, it was
0: yeah, so uncomfortable. Oh no. Yeah. So uncomfortable. And then I did have, so this is just a funny story. Um, I had clients that, um, they were not being on top of the things that they were supposed to do. So they're like really in real estate in this whole world, there are very specific deadlines that you have to meet. When a lender asks you for documents, there's a certain amount of time that they need those documents yes. in. And I can tell you and remind you as your realtor, like, hey, have you gotten those documents in? Have you gotten those documents in? I can help. You know, whatever lender we're working with, I can help them out and be like, hey, yeah, I'll reach out to them, but if you, as the buyer, do not turn your documents in, like, I can't drive to your house and, like, grab your hand and make (laughs) you send in documents, and so that is out of my control, and... When a lender, so I we I had clients that they were not getting their documents turned in on time, and then the listing agent she had just disappeared for over half of the transaction, and then Wonderful. she was not turning in any. She wasn't returning things that we needed, and but anyways, it was. I'm like guys, I'm. It was my. I'm doing my best here. Yeah, I want to say it was my second or third transaction ever, and it, very long story short, because the listing agent. Was not turning things in on time. And my clients were not turning things on on time. We were about to be delayed closing. Mm-hmm. And so we. They were very mad at the lender. They got so mad at her. And they're like she's blah blah blah. And I'm like. Those are usually the I'm, ones that get
1: the most upset. At yeah, the process when they're not actively participating in the process. Yeah. yeah, And
0: I was like listen. I understand that you're frustrated that we might be delayed a day, I said, but there has been communication from her and from me consistently requesting that you turn these things in. She's like, I can't help that I'm not tech savvy. I'm like, okay. I can't help that you're not tech savvy either. But we can't like, help
1: you find solutions to that. Right.
0: And you We are, just need to know. <laughs> you're in you two hours away. Mm-hmm. Um we're trying to make it work, but this is what needs to happen. Anyways Long story short, we were able to they they stopped speaking to their lender. Oh no. They were not gonna communicate with her anymore. Oh, they were over it and I was like, okay, well then they got super angry at me of course because yeah, why not? I did not crucify the lender and I was just realistic with them and so um, by that evening, they had told myself and the lender to stop speaking to them, and that they would only speak to the escrow officer from that moment on. I had like, but the transaction
1: was still moving, the forward. Was they still moving forward. They didn't fire nope. anybody. They just would not talk they to you anymore. They just would speak to us anymore. Okay,
0: yeah. Anyways, so I'm like trying to communicate through our escrow officer, and I'm gonna give a shout out to Shauna Wood. Um, to oh, <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> she. Yeah, she. Uh, yeah, she communicated with them. She moved heaven and earth to get these people in and close them on time, even though they were delayed on things. Well, then, I'm... So, we're about to close. I'm heading to their signing appointment because it was so last minute, but I'm at Home Depot getting their closing gift, and I get a text, or I get a call from the listing agent, angry, and she's like, your client's wife didn't show up. Oh, no. They lived in Coos Bay.
1: Oh, shoot.
0: And they said, well, we just thought... I had this conversation with them sure. I said because they're like, well, do we both have to sign? And I said, yes. I said, you're both on my contract and I'm pretty sure you're on both the documents. If you're not on the lending documents, then only one has to sign. But you, we need to verify that with the lender. Lender. And Who then you projects, have to speak with. You have to speak with yeah, her. Yeah, we got to talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they, um, they were told that they both had to sign multiple times, but then they just decided she didn't want to come i think because she didn't want to see me or the lender sure um so she just didn't show up but they oh, were like no. well she was sick so we just felt like you could just take her off the documents really quick
1: oh just take her off just take quick. her off and oh no Josh
0: can explain that to you but that is not a possibility you can't just Ooh. take somebody yeah. off the documents really quick it takes time yeah and so <laughs> we were like you're not you're not signing today yeah anyways long story short we closed the next day I I was like, I have to be out in the middle of nowhere for a septic inspection for most of the day tomorrow and so I'm gonna meet you in town right now. I'm gonna give you your closing gift and then you'll have to pick up keys from my office. But they didn't wanna anyways, he was a lot nicer to me in when person? I dropped <laughs> in person. Sure. Even though he still didn't but I called them afterward, after we officially closed the next day, uh, to try and congratulate them. They've ignored my calls. Mm. Needless to say. I don't market them for follow-up business, sure but
1: <laughs> and the thing is like a lot of times you know like managing expectations can only go so far you know yeah. like we we do our best to help navigate and you know like it's lending and real estate is not all sunshine and rainbows no it's not but oftentimes too we also get that there's a lot of stress and anxiety around the process of home buying in general whether you've done it once or a million times we're Absolutely. here to help you navigate mm-hmm. that and we get to that. Sometimes we can, as professionals, be the punching bags to situate, like, frustration.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: But a lot of times people do come around at the end. And, I mean, there are a couple of clients that, you know, like, are, you know, they had tough transactions and, you know, whether or not those things, like, even if I had nothing to do with it, just... That's why building a great team is such an important Mm -hmm. aspect of it, because if one person messes up, it can reflect poorly on everybody. Yeah. So regardless of how well you did as an individual, the reality is you have to have an entire team behind you to make things smooth. Yeah. And, you know, you can't win them all, but we try to do our best with, you know, capturing 99% of that. But that is crazy. That is wild. And, you know, it's like... Of course, you know, we do it every day so we know the ins and outs and we understand what can and can't happen. And sometimes Mm -hmm. people, they don't get it so that he didn't know that the wife couldn't sign. Even if he's told, (laughs) he doesn't think that they just can't remove the documents. So for me, you know, they're not really funny. I mean, they're like interesting now, but I give the same spiel to every, I think I talked about this a little bit, but I always (laughs) tell people like, We look at your credit, your cash flow, and your capital, like the three C's of lending. And when I tell people that, and I go over like these rules, and it's become more common now in the last 10 years. You know, it's like, don't, you know, pull your credit. Don't open up a credit card. Don't, but like 11 years ago when I started, it was still common knowledge, but it wasn't marketed the same. Yeah. So a lot of my spiel didn't come from me marketing or having that kind of out in the world, it came from learning lessons. Mm -hmm. So, like, one of my first transactions, I had a person who um, we finished their loan and got them to loan documents, and then we do a final verbal verification of employment. We make sure that the person we call, like, the day before we fund to say, like, hey, is this person still working here? We've got W-2 pay stubs and all of that. The gentleman, we had signed everything, and he was supposed to fund the next day, and we called, and they're like, oh, he was offered, and he opted in for an early retirement. He actually just stopped working here yesterday. Oh, yeah. So, now my one of my spiel is, don't quit your job. And people laugh at that, but that came from a learning experience. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that turned things very sideways. I'm pretty sure we were able to save it because the retirement money he was getting was still a substantial enough amount to qualify, but it was definitely like an aha moment for me. Yeah. Um, you know, don't open up any new credit or debt came from a place where I, again, the first year of the industry, somebody went and bought a $2,500 television from Best Buy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And
1: the challenge became like, they still qualified, but she did it like a week before she was supposed to close and Best Buy hadn't generated a new statement. And underwriting needs to see like the official documentation of what the new debt is and she had to call, like, corporate offices on the East Coast. And it took her, like, two and a half weeks to get something official to show what the impact was to her loan. And anyway, it delayed the closing. Yeah. So she was upset. She's like, you never told me I couldn't buy anything. <laughs> so this was, like, my sixth or seventh transaction ever. So now, again, that's so that's where some of my verbiage comes uh-huh. from is these very, I mean, they feel obvious now. But a year into the industry, when I didn't know any better, it wasn't an obvious, and clearly to people who are buying a home, they don't know that you're not supposed to go pull your credit, that you're not supposed to... You know, they're buying a house. It's like, well, I need to furnish it. I need a new couch. I need a new bed.
0: I gotta have a washer and dryer.
1: I have to have these things. Yeah. So to them, it's common sense to start Mm -hmm. prepping to buy the home they just got the accepted offer on, not knowing that those things can have adverse impacts on your qualifying and or the timelines. Right. So... The, the learning pains for the first year of the industry came from real life events of people quitting their jobs, opening debts,
0: yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> not making payments. That's my other... So I say, don't quit your job, don't make it, uh, open up any credit, and keep making your payments of all of your current bills on time because buying a house is stressful. Yeah. And I've had more than one person forget to pay a debt, something on autopay didn't go through And it, like, I had somebody who had forgot to make a credit card payment, and their credit score dropped, like, 75 points. Oh. And they were still able to move forward, but their interest rate was, like, half of a percent worse because their credit went from, like, 680 to 610. It was, like, a whole thing. So, anyway, lessons learned, and now we try to do, that's, you know, why being seasoned in the industry can honestly help. It's not that you don't want to trust somebody who's been doing it for six months or a year, but the fact is, is that... When you have three, four, five, you have more exposure to things that can help.
0: Right. And we're all, like, we said this last time, and I think that, like, we'll say it again and again. It's you don't know what you don't know. And that goes for people in the industry. And that goes for people, like, consumers. It goes for people in general. We just don't know what we don't know. And, unfortunately, I mean, and also, like, the beauty of things is you do learn those through experience that's the only way that you can learn and yep. especially in this industry that's the only way you can learn is through experience and so you know and for newer agents like I'll never say like don't work with your new- I was a new agent not yeah. that long ago Absolutely. I was a new agent and I am so glad that people had trusted me but I, what I'm also glad is that I was able to connect with experienced people
1: yes and
0: have a team you know my principal broker was it was and is so awesome and a great resource for me. And he held my hand through as many transactions as I, as I needed to. And in this industry, you could be in this industry for 20 years and still have new things pop up. That's why and I love my job. you need to, yeah. you know, it's, it's always new. It's always different. Um, but again, that transaction where my clients decided that they would no longer like to speak to myself or their lender, mm-hmm. um, we were working with a very seasoned escrow officer who was, who was able, able to, to like navigate and you know, and she's kind and outgoing and you know, I, I only choose to work with people that are great communicators, knowledgeable and kind outgoing people, whether, you know, I have different title companies that I use in town and I have specific agents and you know, I have a couple lenders that I work with, but they're all, we all operate very similar. Yep. And I think that's super important. And that'll be that's that's an extra tip for anybody that's a new agent getting into the industry is don't just discount yourself because you've only been in it for a couple of months or even a year. And maybe you don't have a lot under your belt. Make sure that you're working with a team that can like have your back and help carry you as you are learning through these experiences that feel like the absolute end of the world when no. you are new, but then you'll be in a couple of years and you're like, oh my God, that was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's having the humility to re- recognize too. A lot of times newer people in industry feel like they haven't figured out. Right. And so knowing that you have questions and that this, this industry is an enormous undertaking. Yeah. I, that's, you know, I feel like the difference between a job and a career is really a a career takes either time, education, or just, like, a certain amount of expertise to, you know, it took me sincerely about a year and a half or two years before I felt firmly planted and comfortable in what I was doing. Yeah. And that just took learning because there's so many Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, there's so many guidelines and rules and regulations, and, like, figuring out what all of that stuff is and means just takes time. But, you know, if you surround yourself with good people, ask the right questions You know, like Casey said, it's not about about avoiding somebody, but it's about also making sure to surround yourself with them as well, people who carry the expertise.
0: Yeah, and this is an industry, again, another tip for new agents is like you, I had this conversation with a friend who is no longer in the industry, but, uh, you know, I said you have to fake confidence when you're new in this industry you have to fake confidence you don't ever you do not ever fake knowledge this is not like an industry that you can fake knowledge it's like oh i'll just fake it till you make it no you can't make things up because there's actually like like you can get sued so you never fake knowledge but you you have to fake confidence and the longer that like i suffered with imposter syndrome in syndrome for so long when i first like probably a year and a half i suffered from imposter syndrome
1: yeah, no, I, I same thing with me. Like, I in the back of my head, I was constantly thinking to myself, like, "Am I gonna mess up?" Because our industry is one where, like, with the rules, regulations, mm-hmm. guidelines, the the um, the different training you have to do with you know continued education. A lot of the ten, continued education is like, this person didn't do the right thing and they got fined ten thousand dollars, or they went to jail, or and
0: they lost their license. They lost their license and they no participate in this. So career. you're
1: you're thinking, like, "Am I gonna do and?" Granted, most of that stuff is like theft, fraud. Like if you yeah, are not it's... being a complete idiot, you are usually navigating away <laughs> exactly. from the worst of yeah, the I worst, fraudulent or money. But the fact is, is it is it is pushed in your face when you very first start that it's like this is this is people's lives, their finances, mm-hmm. the biggest financial strength. Like you can't mess with that or treat it lightly. Exactly. And so a lot of my, you know, when I was a junior loan officer And I've heard when I first started, it was like I was leaning on other people. And when they promoted me, I had this sense of like the safety net's gone. Yeah. I have to know what I'm doing now. And it is all on me. I don't have this other person signing off on my stuff. But I think, honestly, that served me better because taking it seriously and knowing that I had this responsibility in front of me, I think served me better. Oh, Because I took that so seriously.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and like I'm an independent agent. I'm not on a team. I never had the desire to be on a team. And some people need a team and want a team, but that's just not who I am. And so I was like, it's on me. So I can't pretend. And that's the first thing that my principal broker said. He said, don't pretend you know things that you don't actually know. Yep. Have that humility to just be like, you know what? I don't know that right now, but I'm going to get you an answer in a super timely manner. And be confident in the fact that, like, You're not 100% sure right this moment because, again, we don't know what we don't know. And people can't – generally, people do respect you being honest of, like, you know what? I'm going to – like, there's a respect for, like, learning and growing. Some people, you know, there. some people don't have that and maybe you don't want to (laughs) work with those people. But, like, people were always so very understanding and kind you had I had to pretend that I was very confident. <laughs> yep. I was super confident, but I was always like, you know. So I say, fake confidence, don't fake knowledge. That's my biggest tip 100%. to any new agent. Yep. Fake it till you make it with your confidence, and you that, and then you won't feel like an imposter because in a year, year and a half, like I remember mid year last year, I was like, oh my god, I like know what oh, I'm I kinda doing. I kind of know what I'm like, doing. I know yep. what I'm doing. I'm like a good. I'm a good agent. I know what I'm doing. (laughs) That realization
1: is so powerful. It's
0: so powerful. I'm like, I'm not faking confidence anymore. I'm like genuinely confident. And
1: anyways, 99% of our job is just knowing how to find the answer
0: absolutely somebody
1: knows it even yeah. if we don't right then and there but yeah well this um that was like a lot of industry side i think that we can definitely do a part two where we do a couple more personal type questions yeah so, we have
0: multiple questions those okay. took longer to get through than i anticipated yeah. but i think this is super fun so uh, yeah we're gonna call it an end on this one and we are gonna continue this q a next time
1: thanks for tuning in we'll see you next time I'll
0: see you next time guys